we don't go into a breath practice with expectations that we're going to have. Like I'm sure you've seen on Instagram or like mm-hmm. on a video where people are like having these crazy emotional releases. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we don't go into a breath session expecting that to happen because we never know what's going to happen. You know, what comes to us is what is needed at that time. What needed is that ta- at that time might be that you just need to feel really grounded and feel lighter, and that might happen. Hey, hey, welcome to Our Power Is With It. I'm your host, Chad Smith. And my mission for this podcast is to inspire you to take your power back and to help you realize that you are the healer that you have been looking for all along. I believe that we are all capable of healing in mind, in body, and in soul. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you've been tuned in a while, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. There are a few ways that you can help support this podcast and future episodes. You could leave a five-star review on Apple or my website, ourpowerswithin.com. You could leave a small donation by clicking the support this podcast link in the show notes. You can share a favorite episode on social media or share the podcast with a friend. Thank you. Thank you. So before we do get into this week's episode, I want to give you all a heads up that in honor of the Christmas holiday next Monday, there will be no podcast released. I have family in town and I plan to just really soak up my time with them and enjoy every free minute that I have. I hope you all get to do the same. I know that this time of year is not easy for everyone, but I hope that throughout the coming weeks, you can find little ways to incorporate self-care, self-love, and self-nurturing into your days. Find reasons to be grateful, even if small, and find all the tiny moments to celebrate. And P.S., have a happy new year too. Okay, so this week, we are celebrating another podcast in our niche once again. Yay! (laughs) This is fun. I hope you guys are enjoying this. It's a little twist. So this week, we're hosting a fan favorite episode on the Healing Vibe podcast with Shanika Moore-Clark. Shanika is a licensed psychotherapist and a safe and sound certified practitioner. She's a trauma-informed mind-body therapist who pulls from psychodynamic family systems, connective behavioral and somatic approaches. She also offers the safe and sound protocol for clients who are looking to regulate their nervous system. Today's episode that we're going to be hosting is an interview that Shanika did with Danielle, known as Breathe Heal with D on IG. Danielle gives us Lots of information on breath work and how the many ways that breath work can support the healing process. She shares some specific types of breath work that she's trained in and gives us lots of useful tips about implementing this breath work into our daily practices. Don't forget to give the Healing Vibe a follow on all major podcast platforms and please enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Healing Vibe podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Danielle, who um, I connected with on Instagram. 
as I've connected with many uh, mm -hmm. previous guests. I am just really excited to have this conversation about breathwork and learning more from her. And I hope that you all will um, find this conversation really helpful in your own journey. Um, I thought that maybe, Danielle, we can start with you sharing just a little bit about your history, your story. I know um, you have a healing journey of your own. And so I'd love maybe to hear a little bit about who you are and um, how your journey came to be. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, so I am from the UK uh, in Manchester and um yeah, so I'm 35 years old. So when I was um, around 20, I started training to be an event manager. So I loved events um, and, yeah, really had a passion for it. So I went to university um, to get a degree um, in event management. Um, little did I know um, how hard work, um, it all sounds like fun and games, uh, event management before you actually get into it. Um, but yeah, I did events for 13 years. Um, so I started off doing weddings um, and then ended up in London doing event management at a venue in um called Alexandra Palace um it's a music venue that caters about 10,000 people um, wow. and it was like my dream job like I was like so excited to do it I was like yes this is what I trained for and was so excited to to get started and doing it and um yeah the first few years like I absolutely loved it and then it came into gig season which is normally around November which mm -hmm. is when we start working crazy hours like 18 hour shifts um going into the next day another 18 hour shifts um you're on your feet the whole time and you maybe get one day off and then you straight back into it, it it's quite a intense um time and um yeah, there were, it was, I think I was uh, 26 maybe. Mm -hmm. And I just got sick. And I was like, I was like ringing in work. Oh, I'm really sorry. I can't come in. I've just got to have a few days off. And then I had a, an event at the weekend. And I still wasn't well, but I pushed myself to go in. And everyone was like, you need to go home. You really don't look well. Um and this illness went on for about six weeks. I literally couldn't get out of bed. I kept trying to push through it. Um, and eventually I was like, okay, I just need to surrender and like just allow this to happen. Mm -hmm. And then I got better. And then a couple of months later, it happened again. And then this happened for about eight years um, that like twice a year I would – just completely crash and for six weeks I wouldn't be able mm. to get out of bed and I'd go to the doctors and I'd be like you know like there's something wrong with me like this doesn't happen to other people and they were like oh you just get bad viruses like you know it's just one of those things mm -hmm. and I was just like I just don't get it and 
you know, that then started my mind going like crazy. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like I started really internalizing it. Um, and yeah, this, this carried on. I ended up actually moving back up to Manchester and um, went freelance uh, just before just before COVID, I went freelance um, and then COVID hit and obviously events were the first thing um, to to stop and literally all my work went and suddenly I was like stopped and I was like, oh, what do I do now? And um, it quite quite weirdly, I then had one of, the, um, one of these, I was calling them crashes at the time. I didn't understand what they were because the doctor still hadn't like – diagnosed me with everything anything but I'd been having them for like eight years um again I got better but then um I got a new job and the stress levels of that job took its toll and I had one of my crashes and I just never like I didn't get better um I like it got to about I've been in bed for three months and the doctors were like you know I think I think this might be chronic fatigue and at the time I'd I'd never heard of chronic fatigue or ME um so like I started looking into it and the doctors were like you know I was because for me I was like a super organized person like super like in events if there's a problem my task is to sort that problem out. So for me, I was like, okay, so I've got chronic fatigue. So so what do I do to get better? Mm-hmm. And the doctors were just like, oh no, no, they, there's nothing you can do. This like this is you now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Like that's crazy. Like you can't tell someone that they like that's it. But yeah. like, you know, you know as a person who was that ill I didn't have energy to to start looking myself or well at that point I didn't and I kind of just took the doctor's word for it and I was like oh okay so this is me and I like I was rightly so like devastated um Mm. which kind of spiraled my um my symptoms even more um I lost my job um, so they were kind of like, you know, if you can't work full time, then we're going to have to let you go. So lost my job, had to move out of my apartment um, in the city centre um, and just kind of I, I really isolated myself at first. Like I deleted all social media and just really took a step back from the world and like I was wasn't talking to my friends because I just didn't have any energy to um and Mm. like I was living with my partner my ex-partner at the time and he was pretty much doing everything for me like cooking cleaning um and yeah I was pretty much a shell of of my normal self um and then so that was so I was pretty much bed bound the whole of 2021 um and I was going seeing um I don't know if you've heard of it the Perrin's technique it's quite quite big in the UK Um, it's it's basically lymphatic drainage oh um so 
I was going seeing someone for that and they will they kind of said to me oh you can get better and I was like oh right okay and they were doing like techniques on me like the lymphatic drainage is kind of like massaging the body but I wasn't really seeing any change at all um and then they were like I think it'd be really good for you to connect with other people with chronic fatigue like because I'd isolated myself so much so at that point I went back on to social media this was the end of 2021 mm-hmm um, and I just started connecting with people because I was like, oh, I really want to know, like, mostly I wanted someone else to be like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, that just that feeling of like someone saying that they understood how I felt because I was surrounded with people who had no idea how I felt and was trying to understand. But it's so hard when you're in that mindset of of being in so much pain and the person that's trying to help you just doesn't understand it so yeah I went on to social media connected with some people and just started chatting and it was really nice just to chat to some people who kind of understood um and then I started hearing like a lot about uh nervous system regulation and like trauma work and um polyvagal theory and I was like oh what brain retraining I was like what what is all this stuff like people saying that they'd healed and I was like oh right okay so then started looking at a few courses um and at the beginning of 20 uh 2022 I ended up doing CFS school um with Jen and Carden so I was in their second live cohort yeah And as soon as they started talking about like nervous system regulating and fight and flight and freeze, like everything started clicking. And I was like, oh my God, this is what it is. It's nothing to do with like my lymphatic system being blocked. Yeah, that's probably blocked, but it's most probably because my nervous system is so dysregulated and like straight away everything like started to fall into place. And I started doing the exercises. and yeah, as CFS school went on, it's a 12-week program, I just saw my symptoms improve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the past year now, so yeah, it's been just over a year since I finished CFS school. And you know, it's it's not been an easy ride. It's been up and down. I've like, <laughs> yeah, like I think so many people at the beginning of this journey are like, oh, like I, I'm going to do this 12-week program and like it's in 12 weeks be better. And it's like, and that was me at the beginning. I was like, oh my God, 12 weeks and I'm going to be better. Um, little did I know it's a, it's a very like roller coaster ride. Um, and I've implemented loads of stuff over the past like year in terms of getting better. CFS school was amazing, like in terms of like showing me like exactly what was going on and giving me those core tools and like a lot of those tools I still use now. Um, and alongside CFS school, I started um, doing breath work. So at the beginning 
I was just doing like stuff that was online. Um, but I do, I would do like a 20 minute breath work and yeah. it was like, everything went quiet. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh my God, is this how I'm meant to feel like calm mm-hmm. and um, and I just became a little bit addicted to it and I was doing it so much like alongside like the rewiring and, yeah. um, and the trauma work. I just was doing like this, like very gentle, like nervous system down regulating breath work. And, um, yeah, just really got into it. And then when I finished CFS school at the end of CFS school, they kind of talk about, um, like going forth and and what you're going to do now like with like all the tools and your new life and and what's and you know how how you're going to go forward and I was kind of like well I know I don't want to go back into events like Mm -hmm. there's no way I can go back into that stressful environment now where you're working 18 hours and you're on your feet all day you're literally functioning on 20 coffees a day I was like there's no way I can go back to that so what am I going to do um and I think I think I can't remember what other things oh I definitely thought about being a dog walker for a while because I love dogs (laughs) and I was like oh maybe I just spend loads of time with dogs and and then I realized I'm a very people person so as much as I love dogs, I was like, I need that human contact as well. And then, yeah, just realized how much I loved breath work. And I actually think it came to me during one of my breath work sessions Ooh. that I was doing. I, like, I was like in like quite a deep, um, this was a point where I was like, I'd gone a bit deeper with, with what sort of breath work I was doing. And I was in quite a meditative state and I just had this vision of me at the front of a class, like running a breathwork session. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people heal. Mm. I want to help people understand their nervous system and how they can use their breath to really like, um, like downregulate themselves and also work through like some deep stuff that like they've suppressed. Um, so yeah, I then went on a journey. I have done two breathwork courses up to now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Oxygen Advantage, which um, is more like the functional breathwork. Um, so like day-to-day breathing. So teaching people how to breathe better um like day to day so if you're out on a walk rather than having your mouth open breathing through your nose and Mm. I'm able to coach you to breathe slower naturally um which obviously then really helps the nervous system so that was the first course I did and it really helped me understand how the breath can just calm the nervous system so easily, (laughs) you know? Um, So that was the first course I did. And then I I think I passed that in January um, this year. And then I also have then done a course on conscious connected breath work. 
um, which has been a six-month course with mm. um, Breathe Guru, um, a guy called Alan, um, which has been a lot more intense. Like the Oxygen Advantage was kind of just like, you know, learn at your own pace. And it was like quite nice um, to just do that in my own pace. Whereas the Breathe Guru's been like conscious connected breathing is a lot more intense anyway. It's um, you go deeper. So it's not just down regulating. Um, you can bring up suppressed emotions and really get in touch with who you are. Mm. Um, it's a really beautiful practice. So I've actually just got back. We do a lot of our training in Lanzarote, which is a beautiful place to uh, do your training. But I actually got back um, three days ago um, from that training. So I'm graduated now so I can start mm-hmm. teaching teaching that now so yeah that's kind of like my course where I've been um I would I 100% say I'm healed from chronic fatigue now which is like so amazing for me to be able to say and I think I think I think saying the word healed is like different for so many people like for me healed is it it's having the tools when things arise to be able to deal with them. It's not that I never, ever have symptoms. Mm-hmm. It's not that I never feel dysregulated. You know, that happens very rarely now. And it I can literally see over the past few months how it's reducing and reducing and reducing. And I do think one day... I will be at a stage where I have absolutely nothing. I mean, I don't mean absolutely nothing as in like never be dysregulated because I mean, that's normal part right. of life, you know, dysregulation comes in. It's it's the sympathetic nervous system coming into play, but it's about learning how to move and flow with, with life. Um, and yeah, I like, I mean, I when I was in Lanzarote last week I was hiking up volcanoes and mm-hmm. um yeah doing like 20,000 steps in a day and um not even thinking about chronic fatigue like the whole time I was in Lanzarote we were doing intense like workshops and um training and then going on hikes and like for the whole week and a half, I didn't even think about chronic fatigue. So yeah, it's like where I've got to, I'm, I'm really happy with myself. And I, that doesn't mean that I don't have more healing to do. Um, I feel like it's a a journey that is never ending. Um, I'm quite happy with that. I really love that now I'm diving deeper into more the soul rather than healing chronic fatigue I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm healing the soul now which I'm I'm really actually enjoying wow yeah yeah I oh my gosh so many so many things that you said um I just like felt so deeply um Mm -hmm. first of all um just getting to this place of feeling healed and in having that knowing that whatever happens, I know that I have all the tools and I absolutely Mm. love that. 
And, um, you know, even as you're talking about um, breath work, I don't really know that much about um, breath work. Like I know about like, you know, us uh, alternate nostril breathing or like box mm-hmm. breathing, but I know that there's so much more. And mm-hmm. even when you talked about um, how you can use breath work to connect to um, a different level of consciousness, that mm-hmm. just like makes me feel so intrigued because um, I've never experienced that um, in breath work. So I'm, I'm really excited to learn more. And I think that listeners, um, will really benefit from learning more and about how they can use breath work um, to get deeper to themselves. So um, I would be curious to maybe hear a little bit about um, like if you, if someone were like interested in starting, like what would you, like how would you help them to connect um, to that practice, like what would that look for look like for someone that is just being introduced to breath work? How would you or how would you work with them? Yeah, so um, th- there's a few ways. Like if you were just wanting to do it like at home, um, I would very much recommend like doing a recording. Um, so getting an app. So a few ones that I would recommend, um, like the Calm app. I'm pretty sure you get that in America as well, the Calm app. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, so they've got breath work on there. But, I mean, the one that I used when I started um, was Breathe with James. I do always say that I really should get permission from from James because I recommend <laughs> him so much to people. Um, and I hope one day to, to have a platform like his so that I can um, recommend myself. Um, but yeah, like if you're just wanting to do like some bits at home, then I would recommend like really using like some recordings because that really allows you just to relax into it because someone else is guiding you. Um, And then there's options of, so I'm going to start coaching um, in a few weeks. Um, So you can do one-to-ones with people and that's, you know, then you can go so much deeper. Um, So there's two forms of that. So there's the functional breathing where I can coach you on how to really use the breath to your advantage. Um, So within Oxygen Advantage, we learned that carbon dioxide is the main stimulus to breathe, not oxygen. So um, when oxygen rises in the body, we have something called the chemoreceptor at the back of our um well it's like at the bottom of um the head at the back of the neck and when the oxygen rises in the body um the chemoreceptor switches on and tells us to breathe to release that carbon dioxide so if your chemoreceptor is really sensitive to carbon dioxide that um alarm in the body to breathe is going to go off a lot which means you're going to breathe faster so um you can train that chemoreceptor to have less sensitivity to carbon dioxide and that means that that alarm won't go off as often 
and you'll breathe a lot slower. So you can train yourself, well, with a coat to actually physically breathe slower and you can do that like without even thinking about it. Um, so you can have coaching, which as I said, I'm, I'm starting in a few weeks. Um, and the other way is to also get like one-to-ones to do, like I mentioned, the conscious connected breathing. So conscious connected breathing is, um, yeah, like I said, it's more going into the soul. Um, you, it's a connected breath that you just repeat and with a facilitator there with you, they can guide you into your subconscious and release you can release emotions. There's, there's never, we don't go into a breath practice with expectations that we're going to have. Like I'm sure you've seen on Instagram or like mm-hmm. on a video where people are like having these crazy emotional releases. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we don't go into a breath session expecting that to happen because we never know what's going to happen. You know, what comes to us is what is needed at that time. What needed is that ta- at that time might be that you just need to feel really grounded and feel lighter, and that might happen. Um, it might be that you do have an emotional release and tears come, and we access those emotions. Um, And it might be that you feel quite spiritual during it and you get some clarity on something that you've been trying to decide on. Um, So loads of things can happen during a conscious connected breath work. Um, I think one thing I want to mention with, with the conscious connected breath work, I think people assume it's very like the Wim Hof breath. Um, Mm -hmm. The Wim Hof breath is a very, very activating breath. So that's a breath work to try and get our nervous system used to moving in and out of the sympathetic nervous system and then into the parasympathetic nervous system as quickly as possible. So we're putting high levels of stress onto our body to then drop down into the parasympathetic the rest and digest but if we're already in a chronically dysregulated state i.e chronic fatigue then we struggle to drop down into the parasympathetic state so if you're then doing the Wim Hof breath and you're putting yourself into a really sympathetic state which you already are in but you're increasing it by hyperventilating you're going to struggle to drop out of it into the breath hold that Wim does um Mm. to then relax so what you're essentially doing is 
basically putting yourself more into the fight and flight. So that's why a lot of people with chronic fatigue really struggle with the Wim Hof breath, because that's essentially what you're doing. You're putting yourself more into the fight and flight. Uh So um, conscious connected breath is completely different to that. We go really slowly. Um, And the main point of it is to just have the, the breath connected. So you can really go at your own speed. You're not hyperventilating. Um, So it's completely different to the Wim Hof breath because I know a lot of people are put off by conscious connected breathing because they think it's it's the same, but it's it's not. It's completely different. Um, And the reason why I love conscious connected breath work is because I have managed to, first of all, release a lot of emotions through the breath work that I don't think I would have accessed without breath work. But also when I do conscious connected breathing, I connect with my true self. And I know in the healing realm, we talk a lot about parts and there's mm-hmm. a part part of me doing anxiety and there's a part of me doing um, catastrophizing. And when I go into my conscious connected breathing, it's as if all those parts go quiet and it's just me left there. And it's kind of that point where I'm like, I can see who I am. I can see who I can be. Um, It gives me a lot of like inspiration of how I can move forward in my life as well. So it's not only like working on past traumas and and things like that, but it's also giving me that power to move forward as well. So there's so many elements to conscious connected breath work. Um, And I really do think it's such a beautiful tool that can be like put alongside all the other healing tools. So I'm not here to say only do breath work and it's going to cure you from chronic fatigue because I don't, I personally don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. I think breath work is an amazing tool to run alongside brain retraining. Um, And I think the two together along with like deeper trauma work and stuff can be such an amazing combo I don't think any one tool will ever heal someone completely I think it's it's finding like a selection of these tools that you can merge together and use all together and I think that's kind of what I've used in my healing journey and breath work is helping me go even deeper into into that healing yeah um, one of the things that I'm already noticing about you is that the, just the way that you speak, like it is so calming and mm. <laughs> it's incredibly relaxing to hear you talk. And I can imagine that a part of that must be a result of the the breath work that you're doing. Like it, it just, you just seem really calm and grounded mm. and centered. <laughs> yeah I don't think I was like that before um <laughs> especially when I had chronic fatigue um yeah. I was a very fast talker um running on 
on caffeine, especially with uh, the events job. Yeah. So, yeah, I I appreciate you saying that um, because it makes me see that the work is is doing its thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, one thing I want to ask about, I don't know if um, you have experience in this, but a while back, a practitioner had um, told me there's like um, mouth taping. Mm. Um, I've heard about that. And and I've heard of some other folks talk about like going to sleep and taping your mouth. And yeah. apparently that's supposed to help you in some way. But I've been like scared. <laughs> I've been doing that. Do you um, have any thoughts about that? Yeah, so um, I do teach mouth taping um, within my functional breathing, um, and I do it every night. Um, Yeah, and it is – so basically when we breathe through the mouth, we are releasing more carbon dioxide. And like I said before, um, our stimulus to breathe is – carbon dioxide to release carbon dioxide but carbon dioxide is actually an amazing thing for us so um it helps circulate blood around the body um it helps us transfer oxygen from the blood to everywhere we need it in in the body um and yeah it's it also stimulates the vagus nerve so it, it's an amazing thing that we we want in our body. Um, and when we breathe through the mouth, we are basically getting rid of so much carbon dioxide, which then makes our um, breath actually faster in the long run. Um, so taping our mouth means that we will naturally breathe through our noses, which is what we we should be doing day to day anyway. We should always breathe through our nose because what that does is it makes us breathe slower, um, which in turn will calm the nervous system down um, completely naturally. You literally just shutting your mouth and breathing through your nose you will naturally breathe slower and it will calm the nervous system down. So that's a really simple thing that you can start doing, especially when you're like out on a walk, like take note of like how you're breathing. Is Are you breathing through your mouth? Because what that does is it makes you breathe into your upper chest and that will um, click on the, the fight and flight response because when you're breathing fast and in your upper chest, your body thinks there's something to run away from. So, you know, it, it will put you into that, that sympathetic state. But if you're breathing slow through the nose into the belly, your nervous system can see that there's no threat and there's, there's nothing there to be scared of. So it will naturally calm down. Wow. So when we tape our mouth at night, so at night, that's the time when the mouth will just naturally open. And you might think you're not a mouth breather at night, but I can guarantee that you most likely are. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, just tape in the mouth. So a trick that you can do that can help you feel more comfortable with doing it 
is just throughout the day. So when you're cooking or when you're watching TV, just tape your mouth and start to get used to it during the day. When you do it, your body and and your mind is already quite used to it. Um, So that's just a tip to try and get used to it. But also don't feel like, don't put be put off if like the first night you wake up in the middle of the night and you have to take it off. Like the first few nights might be that in the middle of the night you have to take it off and go back to sleep without it. But then you'll notice the more and more you use it, the deeper and deeper your sleep will be because you will then naturally be, be breathing slower throughout the night. Um, it also stops snoring. So if your partner is a snorer, get them to tape the mouth shut. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so there's so many be- benefits for mouth taping. And yeah, like I said, if if you're worried about doing it, just start doing it through the day, like when you're just doing little tasks. Um, and and it'll naturally just just help you feel more comfortable about doing it at night. Yeah, well, you've convinced me. I I will definitely <laughs> try it, and I I will convince my husband to do the same. <laughs> He's just a horrible snorer, so um, I think we can <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love it. Gosh, you, you're giving such good tips. Um, so for people that might, you know, be more on the advance end of breath work, um how can you help them? Like, are you, I mean, I I would imagine that people can come at different stages of that um, practice. So I'm curious to kind of see like how, how, how would you kind of help them or are there um, types of breath work that are for more like advanced folks? Yeah. So um, the conscious connected breathing is, is a more advanced I'd say, but if you have <clears throat> been doing breath work for a while, so any down regulating breath work. Um, so when I say down regulating, what I mean by that is um, kind of just breathing in for four and breathing out for six, like over a long period of time, or box breathing. Um, so that's those are kind of down regulating breath works. Um, and then in terms of if you're more advanced, I honestly think having someone facilitate you breathing, even it being through a screen, is so powerful. Like being held in a space where you feel comfortable and where someone's guiding you is like super powerful. I find <clears throat> that when I do my breath work on my own, yes, I will have an amazing experience, but the shifts I get when someone else is facilitating me, um, be that through a screen or in person, is incredible. Um, but in person is, I would say, the most valuable way to do breath work um if you can if you're able to do a one-to-one with someone um 
I mean, on online is also great as one-to-one. Again, you're getting that connection with that facilitator. They know you more and they can connect with you through the breath and really work on things that you need to work on. Um, But if you have the opportunity to do it with someone in person, then, you know, with with my training, there's lots of different types of conscious connected breath work um, that people um, get trained in. I have been trained in, as I mentioned, Breathe Guru, who um, if I do it in person, I do acupoints on people as they're doing the breath work. And those acupoints throughout the body release certain emotions release certain trapped feelings um that then are processed through the breath so being able to have that facilitation in person just honestly when I first had it in person (laughs) I always explain it and I don't know if it's the right way to explain it, that it was like an exorcism for me. Like it was crazy. My entire body afterwards was just twitching on the floor. Do you know like how they say like trauma is released through like Mm -hmm. twitch? My entire body was just twitching. Um, And that was through my teacher, Alan. Um, So... You know, if you're if you're more advanced in person, um, but you can also get those benefits online as well. Like for me, I can facilitate someone through a screen on where to use those pressure points to release. Um, and you know, I t- I talk a lot about like big emotional releases here, but they're not always like that. It can just make, I've had so many, like over the past six months of my training, I've been doing um, case studies with a lot of people with with chronic fatigue, with the conscious connected breathing. And afterwards, a lot of them are just like, I just feel so much lighter. Like I just feel so much calmer and that I can take on stuff now. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it empties a lot out of the body that doesn't need to be there anymore. It grounds you in your body and brings you into that somatic experience. Whereas we are very up in our head the most of the time and um, struggle to connect with your. If you if you struggle to connect with your body, breath work is amazing for that because it really brings you into your body. So I think I've gone on off on a bit of a tangent here. But oh. if 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 you're more advanced, then I definitely say reach out for one-to-ones because the space holding that you get from a facilitator is so powerful. And I and I really do think it's makes you go so much deeper with your practice. Yeah. Yeah, as you're talking about that, I'm I'm thinking about even the co-regulation between mm. the practitioner and yourself. And I can see how like that increased sense of like safety and just kind of like containment. Um so I definitely can see how that would be so beneficial 
to have that um that person you know kind of walk you through the process yeah yeah um how like a person starting out like how much time would you say you would you typically recommend someone be um doing breath work every day okay so for me personally i would say at least morning and night so waking up in the morning and doing some breath work to basically get your nervous system into a good space for the day for going forward i think that's key um and and at night as well calming the nervous system before bed is so important um so definitely morning and night and that's how that's what i do i do mm-hmm. that now um when i was healing so at the be- very beginning of me doing chronic fatigue school um i <laughs> my gosh i must have been doing it like once an hour like i was just delving into breath work so much because that was the one thing that was making me feel good so i was doing it all day every day like wow. was yeah and like it's like i said before i got addicted to it i really did like i was doing <laughs> and like this wasn't i wasn't doing the conscious connected breathing all day every day because that's not like we we don't want to be doing that all day every day this what i'm talking about is like the down regulating so the breathing in for four and and out for eight or um or box breathing like i was literally doing it all day um to really just because the one thing that we can do to regulate our nervous system is is change our breath like it it's literally that simple if you change your breath you change your nervous system like from the sympathetic to the the parasympathetic so like being able to just control it and I'd never like thought about it like that before like how you can literally just use this tool to change your nervous system from from one to the other um so that's when I yeah I started doing it all the time so you know, it, it really depends where you are um, mm. in terms of like A, healing or B, like if, you know, you you are, you're healed and you're, you know, wanting to go deeper or it, it really depends. Like for me, in terms of a regulating breath work, I would say doing one first thing in the morning and last thing at night because you're then framing your day with a really good intention to calm your nervous system so yeah I think I think morning and night is key and then if you can squeeze in more during the day then um and you feel you need it I think that's one thing when I was going out when I was trying to increase my steps so that was the one of the biggest things like I used to be a massive walker before I got sick and then obviously I was bed bound. Um, and when I started CFS school, the main thing that I wanted to do was increase my steps because I was barely doing anything. I was probably like doing five minutes every few days out of the house. Right. 
and I really wanted to increase it. And what I would do is um, I would use like CFS school tools, but also like do a 15 minute breath work before I went out for the walk. And as soon as I got in, I'd do another 15 minutes at the end as well. So I was like showing my nervous system, it's safe to do this. It's safe to do this task because I was calming it down beforehand and then calming it down afterwards. So, you know, if you want to use it around tasks as well, that's that's a really good way to use it. Um, So, yeah, it's really about where you're at. Wow. Yeah, I love that, um, that we can like use it, you know, even thinking about, um, I know in the retraining community, there's like something called visualizations. And sometimes Mm. people will do like that before, after like um, an incremental training, or if they're like working on a specific goal. But I love that you even mentioned that you can incorporate like breathing practice um, in between or after, which um, I can see how useful it can be to get to that safety and having um, using the breath work to help to send that message of safety to the nervous system. That's awesome. Um, I am definitely um, going to be following up with you after (laughs) this um, conversation because um, I definitely have, um, for some time been very much interested in my breathwork practice. And you mentioned, um, the, you know, the idea of being in our bodies and I've been working on it over time, but I still can feel that there's, um, a part of me that, um, still struggles with that. And I would love to get some more guidance on how to incorporate breathwork. So I will be reaching out to you. Amazing. Um, and so I'm excited about that. Um, so I would love for you to maybe, um, share, well, actually before, um, I have you share how people can connect with you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if we may have missed anything. This conversation has been so rich and, Mm -hmm. um, I know we're at like the, you know, 50 minute mark, (laughs) um, and I could talk to you for, for a long time, but um, I want to also be um, very conscious of your time. So is there any like words of wisdom or anything that you feel like would be helpful um, just, just to share with listeners that maybe we didn't get to talk about? Um, I, th- I think you just highlighted it there really. And, and it's so important the getting into the body And I feel like the more I've got into my body, the more I've then seen what needed to be healed. Mm. And I, yes, I healed, like the first part of my healing was healing the chronic fatigue. But then now I'm healing like loads of limiting, more limiting beliefs that have come up. Like I always say that healing is like, um, an onion so <laughs> like you go through like the first few layers and they're like getting rid of like symptoms and being able to like walk again and and have life again and then you're on another layer and it's suddenly like oh this has come up from the past and you're like oh my gosh like right I've got to work through this one now and the key to all this is being in the body like when we can 
really connect to the body, we then can deal with so much because the mind quietens. And that's what breathwork does. Breathwork brings us into the body. So I think that that's like just really the key in in all my learning and, and my healing that being able to drop into our body is like the most important thing. Um, and, and yeah, we can do that through breath work. Yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm just so grateful for this conversation. And I know that you have um, an Instagram page and mm-hmm. um, it is so lovely that you can, you know, share parts of um, your practice. And I know you offer lots of inspiration on your Instagram. Can you share a little bit about your page, how people can connect with you? And if you have like a website, how can folks get in contact with you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I started my Instagram last July, I think. Um, And it was really just to start because I wanted to help people um, and share my journey. So that Instagram is breathe and heal with D. Um, So growing up. Uh, all my friends used to call me D. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's breathe and heal with D. Um, and yeah, on there, I kind of, I try to share my authentic self with healing. Um, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And I try to share that on there. Um, there are ups and downs to the healing journey. And I think that's really important to see on Instagram because people compare themselves to other people on, on social media. And I know I did. Um, and I don't want people, you know, people need to be inspired by like the changes that people have made, but they also need to have a realistic place to see where their healing journey is going to take them so I try to do that on my Instagram um and yeah so over the next few weeks I will be offering um one-to-one sessions um I'm also going to be releasing a functional breathwork course um which will be one-to-one coaching um and I also um work with uh, as one of the assistants for CFS school. So if you do do CFS school, I do one-to-ones helping with with the tools of CFS school as well. Um, and you mentioned website. It is on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> I've like done half of it and I now need to finish it off. So hopefully in the next few weeks, my website will also be live but like I welcome DMs, um, direct message me. If you want to know more about breath work, please like send me a direct message um, on, on Instagram and we can chat um, because I really do think like just finding out more about these tools and, and working out whether it's right for you and have, maybe having a little try out um, is really important. So, so yeah. Um, follow me on Instagram and and send me a DM if you want to know more. All right, friends, 
Like every episode that you tune into, my hope is always that you feel inspired in some way, that you've learned something insightful or practical to implement in your journey today. Now that you're done listening, as always, go outside, do something fun today. Again, happy holidays, happy new year, and until next time, make this week great.